you say, Don? We're talking or we racing? Don't cheat this time. I'll pick the girl. And you got six weeks to turn her into the prom queen. Hey, Ron, what took you so long? I thought for sure you'd be showing up with some chrome spinners or something. <laughs> Welcome to Sweet Play Podcast. This is your host with the most, Mike Mac Masunas. How's everybody doing today? I'm doing okay, guys. As you can tell, this isn't a normal episode. Uh, this isn't Terminator 2, as you can tell, and it's not a regular movie review. Um, you'll you can see from the title, this is about Paul Walker, you know, and what happened, and also my thoughts on you know the Fast and Furious franchise. As you know, the Fast and Furious franchise currently is my favorite franchise, you know, there is. I mean, I'm talking about a franchise that's currently open, you know, because you guys know Dark Knight Trilogy is my favorite trilogy, but that's a franchise that's now over. You know, Back to the Future would be considered a franchise that is over. So, you know, technically speaking, I guess you could say the Die Hard franchise is still open, and that's definitely not my favorite. It would definitely be the Fast and Furious franchise. And... When this situation happened with Paul Walker, you know, to be honest with you, I took this pretty hard. You know, uh, as you know, Tuesday, this past Tuesday was the scheduled, um, you know, movie review of Terminator 2. And uh, Jameson, uh, you know, and myself, we decided to reschedule Terminator 2 for various other reasons. But I also said, hey, I'm not really feeling like it. You know, I'm kind of heavy hearted on this whole Paul Walker situation and uh, and I just I don't really know why, you know, because it's not like I've come on and said, you know, I, I love Paul Walker. He, not like I said he's my favorite actor or anything, but I have come on and said how much I love and endure this franchise. And Paul Walker is a huge reason behind that. So let's kind of get into some stuff. You know, I kind of want to do a, a remembering of Paul Walker, you know, and there's been a lot of facts that's come out, especially today that I'm kind of glad I waited. Originally, I was going to record this yesterday, but some things have come out and I want to kind of give you my thoughts on just overall, uh, the situation, uh, in regards to Paul Walker and then how I think the fast and the furious franchise, where they should go from here. You know, Technically, I could do this in the next episode, Terminator 2, and and you know talk it over Jameson. But I, you know, I've I've been wanting to talk about this for a little while since it happened. Kind of get my thoughts out there, and especially before random po- podcasts just start pouring out news after news after news. You know, just you know. Plus, people have been asking me, "Hey, man, you know what's up?" So. <sighs> It was, uh, you know, the night that it happened, um, I had just finished watching Man of Steel. Um, it was pretty cool. It was awesome. And I get a text from Jameson. He's like, Paul Walker dead? Question mark. I'm like, get out of here. Now, 
I'm typically one of those guys that when I hear that somebody's died, I usually believe it. Um, I, I know there's been a lot of death hoax, but I usually kind of like, okay, let's check this source here. Let's check CNN. Let's check Yahoo. Let's go here. Let's go there, you know, to confirm it immediately. I thought it was a hoax, but at the same time I didn't, I was like, huh? Because I started getting messages, especially some of you people in the nation started like, Mike, Paul Walker's dead. I'm like, no, I, it's not a Yahoo. It's not on CNN, you know, TMZ. They're kind of shady. I really didn't want to believe it. So I started posting all these random things on Facebook. Hey, everybody, Brian's not dead. Chill out and wait for Fast 7. Me and Jameson just started this whole uh, Paul Walker's not dead thing. And then, of course, it, it started to within about uh, 40 minutes, everything started pointing to it's becoming more and more true. And then, of course, I put out the post. And, and uh, man, I don't know what it was, but I took this hard, man. It was weird. I'm like... I don't get it. Why I, Why am I taking this so hard? Why is this affecting me so bad? Because literally the next day at work, I was just like, that's all I could think about is this situation. And just like, man, you know, I, I hope it went fast, you know, because I'll tell you, when I go out, I don't want to go out in no car crash. I don't want to go out in no fire. I don't want to go out being drowned. However I go out, I want to go out fast. I don't want to feel it. And all I could think of is like, man, burned alive, man, that's no way to go out. I hope that whatever happened, that he didn't feel it, you know? So after the crash, I just started to think about Paul Walker in general. Just like how much I really liked this guy and really didn't realize it. Because the first movie I saw him in was Varsity Blues, which I originally checked out because I admit I was a big Dawson's Creek fan and James Vanderbeek was the star of the movie, so I wanted to check it out. And Paul Walker was the main quarterback of the movie. Uh, not really in a whole lot. You know, his, his character was Lance Harbor. He was a nice guy. He was a nice, you know, likable guy. Uh, he had some crazy blue eyes for sure, but uh, he kind of had like the surfer kind of personality. It felt like, you know, kind of like mini Keanu Reeves for lack of a better term, but I found him enjoyable. Then we get to She's All That, and this was a movie that I saw in the theater with my wife, and man, in this movie, you know, he plays Dean Sampson, and he's just a complete tool, man. Uh, you kind of think he's kind of a likable guy, but He's just like, man, he just, as the movie went on, of course, he became unlikable. I mean, he's supposed to be the main douchebag of the movie, and, and he did a good job of it. And then uh, The Skulls came out, and I checked out with uh, Joshua Jackson, and it was a consistent thing. It was where, uh, if he was in the movie, I, I definitely enjoyed him. I wasn't going out to see a movie because he was in it. So then we get the Fast and the Furious movie comes out. Brian O'Connor, you know, and, and Vin Diesel. And, you know, I'll be honest with you, and I've mentioned this before when I did my Fast 6 review, that Fast, the Fast and the Furious I liked, but I didn't love. I didn't think it was the greatest movie in the world, but I love that green Mitsubishi Eclipse, man, that Brian has. So good. It's so awesome. And, and definitely his acting chops were... Uh, Let's just, for lack of a better term, really wasn't there, you know. But he definitely had good chemistry with Vin Diesel, you know. But I was like, I definitely enjoyed it. But I was like, ah, you know, I, it was okay. Then we get to Joyride. And man, let me tell you, Joyride 
is a great, great movie. Now, for those of you who don't know about Joyride, uh, we have uh, Steve Zahn, which if you ever seen the movie um, with Tom Hanks, uh, That Thing You Do, uh, he is one of the guitar players. Real funny guy. Always in a lot of comedies. And then Lily uh, Sobeski, I believe is how you say her name. She was in this movie. And it's about uh, these, you know, they essentially uh, are running away from this trucker. You know, it started as kind of a joke. And the joke turns on them is the, the tagline of the movie. But it was this crazy thriller. And, man, Paul Walker was awesome in this movie that's when i was like man i really like this guy this guy is totally cool and he totally blew away his performance in the fast and the furious i'm like this movie was great it had me on the edge of my seat you know if you've seen silence of the lambs you know buffalo bill he was the voice of the trucker that was trying to go after all three of them now if you got the dvd there was three different endings so depending on which one you watched it totally changed how things worked out but it's still to this day my favorite Paul Walker movie. I highly recommend it. Joyride. Four and a half star movie. Hands down. It's fantastic. I just revisited it a little while ago and it's still excellent. And then we get to the movie that I can't wait to talk about. And that's a movie that a lot of people out there do not like and I love. And that's Too Fast, Too Furious. Now, let me explain my reasons here. I went over this in Fast 6 review, but let me refresh your memory. So here's the thing. I told you that I thought The Fast and the Furious was okay. Wasn't my favorite movie in the world. So my wife works at a, at a retail store. At the time, they were selling TVs, and I walk in. And uh, I see the scene where uh, Brian and uh, you know Tyrese are you know in in the car at the end of the movie and they got to jump the boat to rescue uh you know the damsel in distress and i was like what movie is this and and they said it's too fast too furious the sequel i was like huh i was like wow that looked that looked awesome you know and and tyrese i i knew he was a singer but i knew he was an actor i'm like man that guy was really funny so i went home uh immediately after that i went to the video store good old blockbuster and i flipped in and i watched the turbocharged prelude the short introductory film the too fast too furious and it sets up you know how brian leaves part one and, and ends up where he is and it was a really cool short film and it has uh paul walker's real vehicle that he uses in the film Man, I watched that movie and I loved it because Tyrese was so funny. And the chemistry between Paul Walker and Tyrese was so amazing and way better than it was with Vin Diesel, in my opinion, I thought. And there's a lot of people that do not like that movie, which is totally fine. But let's be honest, Paul Walker has been in more of these movies than anybody else. Yes, he was not in part three, but he was in one, two, four five and six more than vin diesel so even though vin diesel is technically the star of the fast and the fury series paul walker has been in it more because the cameo in um you know tokyo drift does not outweigh the full movie that paul walker had in too fast too furious so that's why he's such an important part he is the heart of the fast and the furious franchise which we will talk about when we get there in a little bit but this movie was just, it was great. It was just so much fun. And the chemistry and just the fun loving was great. I, I, I love to throw this movie in just to have a good laugh. Uh, and then we get the timeline, which is this crazy, um, you know, 
time travel movie and it was the first movie I had ever came across of uh, the, the, the big famous Gerard Butler. It was a really good movie. I really enjoyed it. It was really fun. Uh, Paul Walker has some really good lines in there. I really enjoyed it, man. I, I thought it was a good time. I went and bought it. It's been a while since I checked it out. And then I would say after that, I didn't check anything else out from him because we had Into the Blue. We had Running Scared, uh, The Lazarus Project. All these movies came out, The Death and Life of Bobby Z. I never checked out any of those movies. It's just like, eh, you know, I just, I didn't. It wasn't like I didn't want to see anything, but it was. I wanted to see Running Scared. I heard excellent things about it. I just never got around to it. And then we got Fast and Furious, kind of like the the reboot of the series. And funny enough, uh, Paul Walker wanted to take the movie to Tokyo, and uh, they were like, "Oh no, that's a terrible idea." And that's what they ended up doing in part three. You know, they kind of took his idea. But I'll tell you, man. Brian O'Connor is amazing in that movie, in Fast and Furious. I mean, he's so badass, man. When he's like, you know, in the beginning, that guy's he's running through all the apartments and stuff, and that guy's jumping over a fence, and you have Brian O'Connor just crash into the gate and knock the guy down. It was so good, man. It was so much fun. And, uh, and it was definitely great seeing Vin Diesel and stuff. And, of course, uh, the chemistry uh, that I really love between Paul Walker and Tyrese there was definitely chemistry in this in uh, Fast and Furious. I thought that uh, the Fast and Furious is definitely the the third best movie in the series. I mean, it would be five, six, four, and then two uh, for me. Is kind of how I would rank it. Uh, even though I really like Tokyo Drift, you know, the Fast and the Furious is my least favorite of the movies. But you know, Fast and Furious was great. It was awesome. It was so much fun, and it definitely was like, yeah. This is the way it goes, and of course, this is how everything changed. We got Justin Lin, director, and just changed everything up, and that's when we started getting the ridiculousness of things. And then uh, we had Fast Five, and I mean, I Fast Five is one of my most downloaded episodes. I, I have like two episodes that have been like downloaded tons of times, more than I can count, and that's the Man of Steel trailer and Fast Five. I have no idea why because the Man of Steel trailer I totally crap on and then Fast Five was only like a 30-minute review one of my first episodes, but a lot of people liked it and checked it out. And, of course, I gave all my love of that movie uh, in that review, of course, but Fast Five is still the best. I mean, we had my boy Dwayne The Rock Johnson, the guy that I am his biggest fan in the whole entire planet. You know, man, it was just, it was so good. And you brought back my boy Tyrese and Ludacris. But this time, instead of having the Brian and Roman um, chemistry you had in Fast and, you know, Too Fast, Too Furious, it now changed to Ludacris and Tyrese. So the, the bickering back and forth now went to those two because front and center were Vin Diesel and Paul Walker. I was cool with that. It was a good change. It was super fun. And then we get Fast and Furious 6, which... Uh, you know, which I, I raved about. I gave the movie five stars. It was incredible. And it's coming out on DVD in six days. And uh, a lot of, you know, it's going to be some craziness when December 10th rolls around for Fast 6. Now, you know, I def, you know, when we get to 
the end of the year episode, you'll see where that movie ranks. Because I will definitely tell you that the Fast and you know Furious Six, which technically is called Furious Six, is in my top five. You'll see where it lands officially. But to give you a little teaser, it is definitely in my top five movies of 2013. I love that movie. It was so much fun. It was great. But uh, I've I've always been going back and forth. Is it better than Fast Five? Is it better than Fast Five? I think that Fast Five is like uh, like a twenty out of ten, and Fast Six is like um, eighteen and a half out of twenty. That's kind of how I would rank it. You know, it's just Fast Five is just a little bit better because there was so much uh, fun craziness off the wall, and, and and of course, Fast Six we have what the thirty or forty or fifty mile runway. You know, I, we could joke about that for a long time, but point you know, case in point. Fast 6 was great, and I was looking so much forward to uh, Fast 7. Now, clearly, um, you know, I knew about the whole Jason Statham thing. I knew about uh, it was kind of the director's gift to the franchise to leave, uh, to wrap everything up. Because here's the thing. When the posters came out, it says, all roads lead to this. So I, I knew at this point we're finally going to get resolution we're finally going to be in the you know present because all these movies you know four five uh, and six they all take place before tokyo drift so i knew that by the end eventually han was going to die was it going to happen beginning middle end that was going to be the question but i knew by the end of fast six we would finally be in the present and then we were going to get fast seven what I didn't know is how fast they were going to put the movie into production. So let's be honest. Nobody really knew the craziness that was about ready to happen. Um, the fact of Fast and Furious 7 was coming out the next year. You know, because these movies usually take two to three years to make because they're just crazy stunts. You got to take your time, all that stuff. I was worried about this being a fast, you know, pace. Uh, I'm just like, man, you rushed it. It's going to suck. You can't do it. But I was like, you know, they already had the script. They already had the story planned out. And then you find out, oh, guess what? We're going to be starting a new trilogy. We're going to be doing 7, 8, and 9. And then you find out Lucas Black from Tokyo Drift is coming back. Because essentially the movie immediately picks up in Tokyo. You know, if you watch Fast and Furious 6, the movie technically ends on a happy, good note and then you get the post-credit sequence bringing you back to Tokyo Drift, setting up Fast and Furious 7. So you know immediately the movie starts off in Tokyo Drift. You saw the set pictures, Paul Walker, Vin Diesel at the funeral. They had their suits on. They're talking to Kurt Russell. I'm like, damn, this movie is going to be crazy. I cannot wait for it. I, I, Of course, I thought Dwayne Rock Johnson, he's not going to be back. He's filming Hercules. I'm not going to see my Rock versus Vin, you know, the, the Vin and Rock fight was amazing in 5, but I wanted to see the Rock versus Jason Statham. But then I found out Rock officially came back and, you know, me and uh, Jameson just talked about it, how he was in the hospital bed. So I'm like, okay, clearly he gets jacked up by Statham, which would make sense because Statham is just a martial arts crazy madness dude. So, I, I mean, of course, I was super pumped up and and then this, this situation happened. Uh, again, I told you, you know, I got the text and I found out uh, what happened and then I saw the wreckage and I'm just like, doesn't make any sense and then you know you start to hear all these stories and clearly speeding was uh, was involved and i'm just like it doesn't make any sense because paul walker was a great driver and he did all almost all of his own stunts you know he was that good and then you find out the guy that died with him 
which his name is uh, Roger Rodas. Uh, you know, he was 38 years old. He was also a driver. He was uh, Paul Walker's great friend and actually helped with his charity because uh, what happened is on November 30th, um, you know, Walker and, and Rodas, they were at uh, Reach Out Worldwide, which is Paul Walker's charity. Uh, it was to help the victims of the typhoon uh, that just recently happened over in the Philippines. Because uh, I actually have family that's uh, Filipino, believe it or not. Uh, I got a very diverse family. It's all good. But, uh, you know, I, I totally knew everything about the Philippines. Luckily, my family member um, is like 40, like 40. Uh, I don't like 400. Uh, I don't know. They're, they're pretty far away from where it happened. So everything was good where they went. But I totally knew about the typhoon. Of course, we all did. And then, uh, you know, they got in this 2005 Porsche uh, Sierra GT. And then you find out the vehicle lost control, crashed into a light pole and then a tree. And then the vehicle burst into flames. I'm just like, this is like out of a movie. A car just doesn't go in the flames. It doesn't make any damn sense. You know, that that's kind of what I was thinking. I'm like, how can these two professional drivers, because you find out Paul Walker wasn't driving. I'm thinking, well, maybe if Paul Walker was driving, this wouldn't have happened. Uh, you know, as the story started progressed and you find out about this vehicle, how the engine is in the middle of the vehicle, uh, which of course, uh, the handling is terrible in this vehicle because it's, it's made for racing. There's only like uh, a few, like less than 2000 of these ever made, you know, and, uh, you're specifically designed to do this on the racetrack, but the handling is very hard to deal with. Even the professionals are just like, man, you know, it's, it's a difficult vehicle to drive, but clearly, um, you know, Rodas knew how to drive this vehicle, but something happened that caused this crash. We don't know what it is. There's been reports of tire blown. At first they said it was drag racing. That's been ruled out. There's supposed to be a car, another car at the scene. That's been ruled out. We know at this point that, uh, you know, I was hoping that, you know, died on impact. But the the coroner report came out today and we find out that uh, Rodas died of multiple traumatic injuries and Walker uh, not only died of traumatic injuries, but thermal injuries. So uh, we find out it took 60 seconds for the fire to, uh, for the car to go, go into flames. Based on what they're telling me, of course, we won't have full confirmation, I would hope, you know, me and Jameson were just talking offline. We're like, man, I hope that he had a concussion or he was he was just unconscious, you know, when it happened. But I don't know, man. It sounds like he was alive and, uh, I don't know, broken bones, whatever. I, I don't want to think about it. It's a terrible way to go out because, you know, I, I, man, when you find out just what this guy did. My favorite story that they shared about Paul Walker uh, is uh, the soldier. um walks into this jewelry store looking to get an engagement ring for his fiance. Uh, it's a beautiful ring. It's $10,000. You can't afford it. He didn't realize how much it was going to be. But Paul Walker just happened to be in there, uh, heard, you know, overheard what's going on. He's like, hey, put that on my tab. And he walks out. And you're just like, Paul Walker just paid $10,000 for this soldier. You know, uh, the, some of the things that Paul Walker did, uh, you know, there's this article that I posted on my Facebook page about the other side of Paul Walker that people may not have known about. You know, and so here's some of the things that this guy did. And it's got an excellent picture on the article. It's, uh, you know, Paul Walker uh, with his uh, book bag on and he's sitting there and, and looks like he's praying. It's really good stuff. But uh, you know, he was, uh, obviously a race car driver, not just in the fast films. Uh, we know that, uh, he loved to, 
uh, be a race car driver. You know, the, the, the Nissan Skyline that you see in Too Fast, Too Furious was his, but he was definitely skilled and he was trained on and off uh, the Fast and Furious um, race course. And then he was a marine biologist. Uh, his, you know, one of his idols was this really great oceanographer. And he, one of the reasons why he wanted to do Into the Blue was just so he could be part of, uh, you know, part of the ocean because he loved it so much, which was really cool, you know. And then you find out he was a sportsman. You know, he uh, he did these uh, like surfing. He just he loved the surf. Uh, it kind of gave him a zen experience is kind of how he did it. he was also in brazilian jiu-jitsu uh which is just crazy i'm like dude seriously he was in martial arts i mean i know he fought in the fast and furious films but it just kind of seemed like street fighting you know it didn't seem like this guy would be like a you know he was going towards almost earning a black belt you know but uh you watch a video of him the man he was really good and then he's a humanitarian uh, you know, he, after he created this charity, he did multiple things for uh, multiple victims and just, you know, going out and giving food. And, and he just looked like a normal guy. And I would watch his videos of like the paparazzi, you know, where, uh, you know, he would actually talk to him. He wouldn't be a jerk about it. And he would just totally be cool and just like, nah, man, that wasn't me, dude. You know, that, that was another guy pretending to be me, kind of messed around with him a little bit. But, you know, as he would say goodbye, he actually would shake the guy's hand. He's like, hey, man, I got to go. It's nice talking to you. Real cool. And then the coolest part was that, you know, he was a father. Uh, you know, he became a father uh, when he was 25 years old. He died at 40 years old. Uh, just, you know, as his career was taken off, he went to a Christian high school and, uh, you know, he knew that moms and dads are supposed to be together, but, you know, he was up sleeping around and stuff and, you know, his girlfriend got pregnant and essentially, uh, he felt good because he was taking care of his daughter financially, but he wasn't there for emotionally or anything. So, um, you know, she moved in with them. Uh, her first 12 years, she lived in Hawaii with her mother. And then uh, 2001, she came to California and he said, you know, my heart was desperate for so many years with my daughter and now she lives me full time. She's the best partner I've ever had. It's so nuts. I never had anything like this in my life. Uh, I, you know, I've been on my own since I was 16. I didn't even know my own place until I was 32 years old. And uh, he was just talking about how it's great to be to, to build that relationship back with his daughter, you know, and then you find out this happens. And then you also find out that both the children, uh, you know, also of Paul Walker and then uh, of Roger, that they possibly witnessed the, the car accident. So it's it's a terrible thing that happened. And it really, you know, it really hit me hard. You know, it's just like I really didn't realize just how much I really really like this guy. So let's talk about where do we go from here with the Fast and Furious franchise. Now, I wanted to see Fast and Furious 7 more than anybody. You know, it was definitely my most anticipated film of next year. You know, I mean, I've been following this story, um, you know, as you know, uh, it's kind of a joke. It's Fast and Furious updates every time Jameson and I get together, you know, but uh, there's been multiple stories. Uh, where's the series going to go from here? You know, um, he's He's filmed a bunch of his scenes. However, uh, this week that we're in it was when he was supposed to do his most crucial scenes in the film. So there was a report that came out today about uh, are they going to scrap 
Fast and Furious 7. So officially today, Universal Pictures shuts down production on Fast 7. Here's what they said. Right now, all of us at Universal are dedicated to providing support to Paul's immediate family and our extended Fast and Furious family of cast, crew, and filmmakers. At this time, we feel it is our responsibility to shut down production on Fast and Furious 7 for a period of time so we can assess all options available to move forward with the franchise. We are committed to keeping Fast and Furious fans informed and we will provide further information to them when we have it. Until then, we know uh, they join us in mourning the passing of our dear friend Paul Walker. Okay, so let's talk politics here. Now, I get the fact that the Fast and Furious franchise is Universal's big money maker. This franchise has made over $2 billion. We're talking Dark Knight trilogy money here. I totally get that. It makes perfect sense why they decided that, hey, we just want to do another trilogy. Because if you remember, I reported uh, just a few days before Paul Walker died, he did an interview that said Fast and Furious 8 is guaranteed even if Fast 7 were to bomb and make zero money. That's how much... Uh, we knew the future was planned ahead. Now, I've always had issues with this whole uh, fast production thing, uh, which is why Justin Lin got out. He's like, dude, I cannot be finishing up Fast 6 and then try to do post-production of Fast 7. There's just no way. And that's why he walked away. And then we got our boy James Wan from The Conjuring director, Insidious, you know, horror director coming in. But I like this direction. And one thing Paul Walker is, uh, he was a re- he's a person reader. You know, he could definitely call out you know, BS in somebody, if you will. And I love what he had to say about James Wan, how hungry he is, how much of uh, insight he is, but he's also a big fan. And Paul Walker really loved that about this director. So then it became the fact of, okay, so technically I would think the series was supposed to end with seven and then we find out they're supposed to be eight and nine. So here's what I think we should do with this series. Um, Clearly, Jason Statham is the first bad guy in the series to be the main bad guy. Because all these other guys, they had to have other guys do their dirty work. You know, even Owen Shaw, as badass he was supposed to be, he still had to have Gina Carano be his inside woman, you know, and whatever. But Jason Statham, this guy is solo. You know, even um, Paul Walker said that in an interview how this guy is kind of a one-man army. So you already hate this guy because of the fact he killed Han. So your best option is to kill off Brian's character off screen because clearly Brian was never supposed to die in Fast and Furious 7. It was never filmed that way and chances are the ending resolution hasn't been filmed yet. Who knows? We'll we'll never know. We'll never know what the real story was of this movie because of this situation. It may come up a couple years from now, but at this point, there's no way anybody's going to ever know what the original script was. But I say you would kill Brian off off screen, so you make Jason Statham's character even worse, and then you you finish the movie off by celebrating Han and Brian, and then you do you know in memory of Paul Walker because. I'm sorry, people, you cannot continue this series without him because he really was the heart of the series. And I told you, he's been in these movies more than Vin Diesel. I get the fact that now that Vin Diesel's here, he's, you know, he's guy one and Paul Walker's guy two. But that chemistry, man, is it's it's Tom and Jerry without Jerry or without Tom. You can't have one without the other. I But like I said, you know, talking politics here, I get the money and I get how they could write them out but 
I think it's it would be a big mistake to continue the series without him. Um, now, there's been talks of uh, doing a digital face on another actor. There's no way they're going to recast this. No possible way. They're not stupid to do that. Uh, they could possibly get a body double and digitally do his face, but there's been reports of that's already been thrown out the window. They're not going to do that. Um, so we're really not going to know anything for a couple of weeks at this point in time. Now, let's say that uh, they were to do, um, you know, continue the series. You know, they they let's say they end up killing Brian off screen. And kind of as I was saying, and then they, you know, they do the thing to Han and Brian, and then they want to still go ahead with Lucas Black for eight and nine. Who knows? I guess we'll have to see just how good seven was to see if people will accept it. Now, I totally get the fact of the marketing. Um, how do you market this movie? Well, here's the thing. People aren't stupid. They know what this movie is, okay? They know that this is uh, death-defying, crazy car stuff that gets more ridiculous as these, as these movies go on. Eventually, they're going to be up in space. Who knows? But I, I get the fact of, you know, you can't show Paul Walker being in a car crash in the trailers and stuff like that. And, and if he was in a car crash in uh, 7 already filmed, do you show that? It's hard, you know, I totally get where they're coming from with that. I don't think that they should scrap Brian's character altogether. I do like the idea of uh, one of the reports being that you keep Brian alive and you use the scenes that you already have filmed, possibly take deleted scenes from six and put them in there. And then Brian's character gets retired at the end of seven because he's now a father and him uh, and Jordana Brewster, they go off and they make their family. And then you just have Vin Diesel and everybody else go on for eight and nine. I could also buy that as well. So I'm cool with both of those things. You either kill off Brian's character and, and then you make it the team even more pissed off and more of a revenge flick because now you not only have to avenge Han's death, but now you have to avenge Brian's death and you close out the series as number seven and you're done. Or you keep Ryan alive and you, you somehow use footage and then you basically continue on the series. I think those are two of the better choices than, you know, scrapping the whole picture altogether because, I mean, they put a lot of money into this. They did say that the company, the, you know, Universal is insured. They've put in over $200 million into this movie. Uh, they've even said that they're, you know, they're going to postpone it, but not scrap it. Now, there's no way that my next statement, I'm saying that this is a blessing in disguise because I'm not, but you know clearly this movie was this movie was going way too fast pun intended to be done by July 11th and now they have to stop sit back and and think about where they're going to go and you know uh, I really would love to know what the true story was supposed to have been prior to this but we'll never know you know so Overall, guys, that's kind of my remembering Paul Walker is just, uh, you know, talk about just how much I really like this guy, uh, even though I really, you know, I, I, I liked him more than I thought I actually did. You know, it's just uh, we, we can all agree that Paul Walker was made to be in this series, but I really want to see ours because ours is a, is a small independent film that's supposed to be released on the 13th of December, which is supposed to be 
uh, just in small theaters. It will be on video on demand. But I'm thinking this movie is going to blow up because it's supposed to be like he took it to show off his true acting chops because he knows he's stereotyped and he was totally okay with that. But he wanted to make a movie like this where it takes place during Hurricane Katrina and uh, his wife uh, the hospital and, and the power goes out and he has a preemie baby and he's got to do what he can to keep the power going. And it's just this crazy movie where every second counts and uh, the trailer looks amazing. It definitely looks like Paul Walker just in the trailer alone is killing all of his acting he's done before so it just you know it's unfortunate that events like this really make you realize how much you really like somebody's movies or how much you really like the person just in general and uh yeah man i i really i thought paul walker i mean clearly this guy was just he was just a really nice guy a real down-to-earth person never acted like an actor clearly from everything i've seen and heard and it's, uh, you know, as Vin Diesel says, heaven has a new angel, you know, and I'm telling you, man, it's uh, it, it's difficult. And one thing with the, the movie being shut down, what where does that leave everybody else? What is The Rock going to do? What's Vin Diesel going to do? Because clearly they're going to need other work. So are they supposed to do other work? And then when they decide, hey, we're going to bring the movie back and they're, everybody's supposed to quit what they're doing. I don't know, man. I I really don't know where it's going to go from here by officially shutting down production at this point. Technically, everybody's going to be looking for other jobs. And what if you can't get everybody back to finish the rest of the film, you know? So, yeah, there you go, man. That's what I got to say. Now, uh, to close out this episode, um, kind of my my tribute, if you will, to Paul Walker to finally finish it off is uh, December 10th. Fast and Furious 6 is coming out on Blu-ray. If you go to Walmart, they're going to have a really cool still packaging. Uh, looks really sweet. And the cool thing is Universal says uh, part of the money they receive from the sales, they're going to donate to Paul Walker's charity, which is totally awesome. And I give you Universal major props, two thumbs up for that. But um, my there's a song in the movie that was made specifically for Fast 6. When you watch the beginning of the movie, um, there's this song, We Own It, uh, and it's called Fast and Furious. And it's it shows you the recap of all five movies into this song. And, you know, normally I don't like the, uh, you know, the rappers, 2 Change and Wiz Khalifa, I believe is how you say his name. I'm sorry if I'm saying it wrong. But I love this song. It is definitely in my top 20 songs of 2013. I absolutely love this song. I love the video. And, uh, of course, it, when you listen to the song, it definitely makes you think about Paul Walker because it's all about ride or die. And there was a quote that he did when he was 18 years old. Now, I'm sure he didn't want to go out like this or think what was going to happen to him. But he's just like, you know, if one day the speed kills me, do not cry because I was smiling. You know, so this song is just a celebration of uh, his character and just the overall, um, you know, just to say thank you for just the amazing movies that you gave me. And uh, if I never, if Fast and Furious 7 never makes the light of day, I can officially close out the series with number six. 
I'll just never watch the post credit sequence with uh, Vin, you know, with Jason Statham. But it closed out the series with that family at the end with the picnic and everybody holding hands and praying together. It was awesome. It's a great way for me to end the series. So if Seven never gets light of day, I'll be cool with it. I actually have peace with it. So uh, this is definitely my favorite song of the series. It's a fantastic song, and uh, unfortunately, there are talks in here about car crashing and stuff, but. It's just an overall great way to celebrate um, the series and, you know, Paul Walker and um, good times, man. So uh, that's it, guys. I I hope you, you know, I'm not going to say I hope you enjoy this episode because this is definitely a downer episode. But this is something that I just couldn't get done in movie and music news in 10 minutes. There's just no way. I had too much that I wanted to say. So that's why I wanted to do this episode and get it out there in the open just to give you my thoughts and, and you know, just overall, man, just that's it. So uh, it, it's a hard one to close out, but I just want to say thank you for checking this out. And uh, hopefully um, you uh, pick up Fast 6 on uh, the 10th, which is next Tuesday. Uh, I'm sure they're going to sell out pretty quick. So make sure you get your copy. It is out digitally on iTunes and Amazon, I believe. But I want a hard copy, man, to add to my collection. So uh, rest in peace, Paul. Thank you for the memories, man. Thank you for being an amazing character. And I can't wait to revisit you and all the movies that I have and check out some of your other movies. And I cannot wait to check out ours on the 13th. I will definitely get that video on demand. And uh, I'm going to try to review that for the podcast because it looks like it's going to be a great movie. So uh, we'll be back on Tuesday. Jameis and I, we're coming back to do Terminator 2. So we will uh, we'll talk to you then. So enjoy the tune, guys. You guys have a good one. Take care. Masunas out. Sean Khalifa, man. Tune change. Money's the motivation, money's the conversation. You on vacation, we getting paid, so we on vacation. I did it for the fam. It's whatever we had to do, it's just who I am. Yeah, it's the life I chose. Gunshots in the dark, one eye closed. And we got it cooking like a one eye stove. You can catch me kissing my girl with both eyes closed. Yeah, perfecting my passion, thanks for asking. Couldn't slow down, so we had to crash it. You use plastic, we bout cash I see some people ahead that we gon' pass, yeah I never fear death or dying I only fear never trying I am whatever I am Only God can judge me now One shot, everything rides on tonight Even if I've got three strikes I'ma go for it This moment Be the same ones that I die with Put it all out on the line with If you're looking for me, you can find wit In a new car or the crown with My new bra does a fine chick In the weather squad, I'm down with Ain't no way around it What you say, tell me what you say Working hard, repping for my dogs Do this every day, taking off Looking out for all, making sure we ball Like the mob, all you do is call Catch you if you fall, young Khalifa I never fear death or dying I only fear never trying uh. Judge me now One shot Everything rides on tonight Even if I've got three strikes I'ma go for it This moment
just a day in a life and I'm ready to ride. Got the spirit, I'm feeling like a kill inside. Oh, financial outbreak, I'm free, but I ain't out yet. Ride with the plug, so I'm close to the outlet. At the red light rim, sitting offset. I look better on your girl than an outfit. Stuck to the plan. Always said that we would stand up, never ran. We the fam and loyalty never change up. Been down since day one, look at where we came from. Jumping out on anybody who try to say something. One thing about it, got a problem, I got the same one. Money rolls, we fold. Plenty clubs, we close. Follow the same code. Never turn our backs, our cars don't even lose control. One shot, everything rides on two. 